Social Zoom Factor, Episode 20. Driving results in business these days takes something special. It's a combination of the right info and the right energy. Pam Moore has both and is here to help you avoid the pitfalls and guide your business and life by leveraging and integrating social media, powerful branding, and digital marketing. Welcome to Social Zoom Factor. Now it's time to live life zoomed. Hey there, Zoomers, and welcome to Social Zoom Factor. This is your host, Pam Moore. I hope everybody is doing fantabulous today. It is a beautiful sunny day here in Florida as I am recording this, looking out my window at all the palm trees, a lake across the road. Life is pretty good. So I hope that you are loving your day as well. Today, we are going to talk about a topic that is really important for all marketing and business leaders. And it does not matter if you are brand new to the online marketing world and internet marketing, social media, whatever you want to call all these things, or if you have been online forever, if you are an established, experienced veteran. And what we're going to talk about today is trust and specifically around how do you turn up the dial on your social trust factor. And we're going to talk about some specific strategies and tips that you can implement in your business and in your personal brand online to help increase and establish social business credibility. Basically establishing thought leadership and being able to earn trust faster and better than you could otherwise. When building an online persona and brand, oftentimes we start with the most basic and foundational elements, including our overarching brand architecture, our logo, our colors, our core messages, and all of these are absolutely foundational to success. We develop our plan, a platform, we create and launch our brand presence, we integrate social media with our business goals and align where we can have the greatest impact. However, after a few days, weeks, or months go by, we realize nobody is really buying from us or engaging with us. Maybe nobody is opting into your email opt-in list. They're not joining your Facebook community or your Google Plus community or your group that you have out on LinkedIn. And even if they're there, they're really not quote unquote there. They're not really present as a human being. Maybe they've liked your page, but they've really never went back and they've never really given it the second look or the second double click is what I call it. So what is going on? Do they not trust you? Why aren't they wanting to engage with your brand and move that relationship to the next level? Do they not trust that you're providing them enough value? Could it be that you lack the trust factor? There could be many different reasons why your communities are reluctant to engage with you. However, one of the most common reasons is they simply do not trust you. You may have all the pretty colors, all the bells and the whistles, and you've spent months working on your online presence, but you lack credibility. So if this happens, you're lacking in the trust factor area. In offline relationships, trust is built via word of mouth. One person talks to another person who knows good or bad about you, and that message spreads. So you earn a reputation for being who you are, and the quality and service you deliver gets spread across the town, across the globe. So you may have a solid reputation and trust factor offline, but are finding it difficult to establish such online. And this is the case for many people. And if this is how you are feeling, 
this is what is happening for you, do not fret. This could be for very many different reasons, and it could be you are practically starting over with online relationships. If most of your offline contacts, your partners, your colleagues, and your friends are not really online, or you haven't been able to really establish those relationships with them online, maybe you just can't find them online, then yes, you're somewhat starting over to some degree in building trust and credibility online. However, you can also leverage your relationships offline to bring credibility online. And we're going to talk a little about that today. Building trust does not happen overnight, obviously. However, there are some simple things that we can do, even if you're just starting out, to increase credibility and to increase that social trust factor. Because business and life is truly about relationships, and we have put out a lot of content on this topic. I actually did a podcast that you can check out from earlier this week about relationships being the life raft for social media and technology evolution. Because as things change and as we wake up every day and something's different with Facebook, something's different with LinkedIn, whatever it may be, the only guarantee we have is change. And the only thing constant we have is relationships as long as we're investing in them. So throughout this conversation today, I want you really to be thinking about the human aspect of relationships and the importance of leveraging human relationships to also help you establish credibility and trust. And we're going to talk about both the art and science as we go through this and and how you can leverage the art and the softer side of social to bring credibility and trust to your online brand, as well as talking about some tactical and a few technical things that hopefully will also help you in turning up the dial on that social trust factor. So let's go ahead and get started. All right. Number one tip is you need to make sure that you are establishing authority and you must know your stuff to do this. So if your motto of life and business to this point has been faking it online until you make it, you know, the old saying fake it until you make it. It's not going to work for you in establishing trust because I'll tell you, there is so many tools and technologies out there that enable us to really do the double click and do the research on who you are, on what you are, on what you do, and how well you really know what you say you know. It just doesn't make sense for you to play that up in any regard. If you want to establish authority, your content on every single one of your social platforms must absolutely scream results. It must be obvious that you know your stuff. We need more than one bullet in a short paragraph of marketing speak that tells readers you are an expert at whatever it is you do. Give credit always to your sources and never take other people's work as your own. There is no such thing as quote unquote borrowing other people's content. And I see a lot of people that are new to the online marketing world and particularly new to blogging and they will borrow people's content. This happens to my content a lot and a lot of our clients and they will take our content and they will literally copy and paste it and put it on their blog. They're usually doing it because they're trying to establish authority. They're trying 
trying to get traffic to their blog. But what they've done in the process is steal somebody else's content without approval. And through that, they've actually decreased their authority. They've actually increased the brand and the authority from whoever and whatever brand they quote unquote borrowed that content from. The best thing to do is just make sure that you are creating your own content. And if you find content online that you want to reference, that's great. Leveraging third-party content and statistics and reports and resources is an excellent way for you to establish authority. However, just make sure that you are giving credit where credit is due. And now if you are new to a niche or an industry or if your services or your brand, your products are new, I want you to just think about being humble. Because I say, don't fake it until you make it. And I mean that. So if you're just launching, one of the best things you can do is just be completely honest and let your community know you are just now launching your business. Let them know you're learning these things as you're going. And you will be amazed as you start to see success when you do this. Your community over time will 100% celebrate all of those wins with you. So when you start to achieve your goals, when you start to earn new clients, when you are starting new partnerships, and maybe you're winning awards out there, just things are happening and rocking in your business, your community is going to come eagerly celebrate with you because they were part of building you. And through the process, you have probably helped build them as well. Just know that establishing authority is not going to happen overnight. With this one, you really need to be patient with yourself and patient with your community and just make sure that you are establishing and implementing a plan that is helping you build authority over time. Number two is social proof. And yes, even though you may have spent far too much money on your beautiful Twitter background, your blog, your Facebook page, whatever it may be, you still need to prove to me who and what you are. This isn't as hard as what it may sound like. So don't ignore this step. Instead, make this one of the first things that you do when you hop online. Take time to update your social proof content at least once a month at minimum. Good examples of social proof include client testimonials, customer references, partner references, maybe kudos from other thought leaders, examples of work that you have completed, links to work completed, maybe guest blogs that you have contributed to, links to blogs where you and your content has been cited, white papers, ebooks, and the list goes on and on. Social proof should be instantly available when I come to your site. I should not have to dig, double, or triple click to find it. Make it pop out at me from the front page and make it easy for me to do that double click to get to the second level detail of information if I need it. And when it comes to social proof, you need to be really careful here. You must have the work experience and proven results to back up everything that you say. 10,000 purchase Twitter followers is not real social proof. I'd rather see a hundred that were earned by you providing relevant and valuable content to your community and to your audience. So do not fall for the social influence score tricks and do not let a desire to increase your social influence score 
drive your social behavior online. And this is very important, particularly if you are new to the online world. It's easy to get caught up in clout scores and those types of things. And I see so many people changing their behavior so that they can increase that clout or other influence score. And if you look at some of the people who have some of the highest scores in the high 80s and 90s, a lot of them do a lot of automation. So either they are a Justin Bieber and they are just worldly famous, all right, or you can look at some of the profiles, go look at their Twitter stream, and you will see they are tweeting the same content 24 hours a day, seven days a week. They have auto tweets that are going out every day. Then what happens is they get addicted to the retweets of the shares of their inspirational quotes and all of these things that are repeatedly going out every day. And over time, this starts to change behavior and it starts to take you away from your core goals, which is to establish relationships, to build authority, and to really connect in a meaningful authentic way with your audience. So this leads us perfectly into number three, which is walk the walk. Everything about your online persona, your website, your blog, your social profiles must not only talk the talk, but your actions must walk the walk of whatever you say and do. So if you claim to be the best social media and advertising agency this side of Texas or wherever you are, and you know how to deliver results, then your own website and online persona should not look like a fifth grader developed it. Fix the fonts, fix the colors, fix the content, get your act together online, practice what you preach. Take the time to do what you say you are so good at doing. It's like a dietitian, 200 pounds overweight, telling you that they don't worry about being healthy themselves, that they focus only on you. Think of that analogy. So any good agency, agent, sales rep, blogger, copywriter, consultant, business services provider, whatever it may be, should be doing themselves whatever it is that they say they can do for you. I love the phrase, eat your own dog food. It's what we used to say in the big iron corporate days and of the dot bomb era in high tech, if any of you remember that. But, you know, eat your own dog food. Whatever it is you're serving, eat it. You know, and if it tastes like dog food, then you better change it up and make it better. So delete the jargon and talk in real words that establish you as a walking testimonial of what you can do for your clients. So if you don't take time to fix your own identity, your online persona, your brand, your website, your content, your sales processes, your business processes, why should anyone else believe you can do it for them? You are your own best social proof and will be amazed at the number of clients you will get if you start doing this. And I'll tell you, we get a ton of clients this way from startups to Fortune 50 brands. They come to us and they say, Pam, I want you to help do for us, for our brand, what you've done for yourself online. Because I am in the business of marketing, social business, digital marketing, branding. And so those are the types of services that we sell. So we try to be the best that we can be at doing those things. And then we organically attract a ton of clients. They like the way we do these things for ourselves. And that is how when we first launched our agency several years ago, the first one was sold after only two years to an investor. And that's why when we first launched our agency, we literally hit the ground running. 
because we walk the walk. We spent about six months just learning this entire social ecosystem because I had spent 15 years working in corporate America doing social way before it was ever called social media and implementing brand humanization type of strategies and tactics and focused on relationships and, you know, emotional type of branding and content marketing. So none of these things were developed with the launch of Facebook by Mark Zuckerberg. Those of us who have been doing marketing for years and decades, we've been doing these things, these same type of tactics for years. And so it's not new, but it was new with me launching an agency. And I had to very quickly establish some authority, establish leadership and establish trust. And the best way that I did that was just for me to 100% walk the walk. So this is something that can really make the difference and really help you turn up the dial with that social trust factor. Number four, this is about consistency and the importance of being consistent in both life and business, so offline and online. So the days of separating online and offline personas are over and done. You cannot be one person offline and a better or different person online. Trust me, this is all going to come together for you. You are one business, one team, one person, regardless if you are online or offline. So if you are a one man or one woman business consultant, this is even more important for you because who you are on Friday night at the bar is the same person you are on Monday morning. Your offline behavior reflects your online success. So just be you, be who you are because there's only one you. However, my point is don't fake it. There's only one you and you need to figure out who that person is. Hopefully that person is honest, real, sincere, open, and communicates well with people both online and offline. You know, if you suck offline, the chances are you're going to suck online too. So you may have some deeper issues you need to deal with. And make sure you understand the difference between transparency and authenticity. And check out a recent podcast that I just did on this, going in detail and explaining these two terms, because it's an area that many people confuse. And they think that they need to share everything about themselves in order to be authentic. And the truth is, you can share different levels of information with different people with different communities. That is called transparency. And it is okay, because we want to have different relationships with different people, we need to establish trust with people. And then we become more open and can share more information. Number five is hang with the right peeps. All right. I always say if you hang out with nine completely broke people, chances are you are going to be the 10th unless you are the one that is the investor helping them move forward in their life. All right. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing. It's great to help people who may be less fortunate than you. However, make sure you are hanging out with people that you can learn from people who build you empower you and make you a better person, make your business a better business, avoid the people who kick you down who criticize you and overall envy your success. We all know we have people in our lives online and offline like that. So be sure that you hang out with the people who are going places, establish real relationships 
and work together with them. Take time to know and research the people you hang out with. Don't just trust everyone on first tweet. Just as you need to establish trust with your community, expect the same of those who you bring into your inner circle. And this is an area you need to be really careful online because it is easy for a lot of people to fool you. There are some people online that we've had some personal struggles with. You know, if you were to go look at their Twitter profiles and their Facebook pages, they would look like they have their act together. Some of them own agencies. Some of them are thought leaders on all the top lists. But a few of them have went so far as to even steal our content and publish it on other highly popular blog and syndicated sites. So make sure you do the double click. And a lot of these things you just won't know until you really get to know that person. But just do more than just look at their clout score and how many followers they have. Try to get to know the person before you really start to hang out with them online. Bottom line, you want to just be hanging out with people that are going to help you get to where you need to go. People that inspire you, encourage you, and help your business and your life go Zoom. Number six is you had me at first tweet. All right, I hear this a lot from many businesses who eventually become our clients. What you tweet matters. Even your first tweet matters. Did you know that your first tweet is archived by Twitter? And there's actually a tool that you can go to to see your first tweet or you can get an entire book of everything you've ever tweeted. So don't be negative Nelly all day. Give your Twitter and Facebook readers good nuggets of information that will help them, inspire them, and enable them to get to know you way better than they do when they first look at your profile. And we have so many clients who we have met from one single tweet that inspired or educated them. Don't minimize the power of inspiring people to engage with you and your brand and start the first stages of trusting you even in 140 character increments known as tweets. And I have case study after case study on this. I'll share a couple stories with you right now. One is that we had a serial entrepreneur when we had first started our business and he owned numerous businesses and he had seen a tweet that somebody he followed had tweeted on a Friday. And there's a such thing called the Friday follow. And you can go to Twitter and it's pound FF for Friday follow. And people will recommend other people to follow on Twitter. I really don't get into it anymore, but this was a few years ago. And he was brand new to Twitter. He had less than 100 people following him on Twitter at the time. And he saw a recommendation from one of his trusted colleagues and friends. It was actually somebody that he was in a mastermind group with. And so then he clicked through and looked at my Twitter profile. I happened to have an article on there about entrepreneurship that I had tweeted and risk and the importance of taking risk when you are an entrepreneur. So it was content that was relevant and resonated with me and my audience. And so I I will never tweet anything that I have not read and anything that I do not think provides value to my audience. Same thing goes on Facebook or any of the social networks. Well, he clicked through to the Harvard Business Review article that I tweeted and loved it. And so from there, he followed me for about six months online. And he watched our agency and he watched what we did. And then 
six months later, he finally contacted us. He only shared one business that he had out of multiple businesses. And and it was a boating company, manufactures boats. And so asked us to give him a quote and uh, let him know how much it would cost and how he would engage to utilize our services. So we did that. And we didn't even get through the entire bidding process. And then he shared with us how many businesses he owned. And he was ready for us to take on about four or five of them to start. And so if you think about that story, it all starts at one tweet. Right. It all started with a Friday follow and it all started with one single tweet that he saw on my profile. And what if he had a scene, a negative tweet? What if I would have just been on there complaining all day and how much I hated life and complaining about other people only and there was nothing positive? The chance that that would have ever turned into a relationship are zero. Okay, number seven is take time for relationships. And I see many businesses and consultants get way too caught up in the science of social media that they forget this most important aspect, the art of social. And I am not talking about art as in brand and colors, instead focus on the art as in relationships and conversation. The tools of social can be learned by almost anybody. I can teach you the tech. I can tell you how to use Twitter. I can, you know, offer you a course, which we will have very soon of how to use Twitter for business and how you can better use Facebook and LinkedIn, all of those things. That's easy for us to teach. It's the art of engagement that will differentiate you from the masses and particularly when you are looking to establish trust. So if you're finding it hard to build real relationships online, then chances are you are not taking the time to really get to know people. Take time to truly connect with them as human beings. Ask them questions, comment on their blog posts, reach out to folks you feel comfortable with and build a relationship. Don't just comment on a blog because you want to get a link back to your site. That's just a waste of time. You're better off engaging with real people and spending that same time inspiring people to come read and engage with you and your content on whatever platform that may be that's going to help you establish relationships. And there are new pockets of people and partners and crowdsourced blog communities and potential real life friends popping up every day online. So get to know some of the folks in the communities and start your own community. I did a recent podcast, you can check it out on how to nurture, grow, sustain, and ignite your social communities. I encourage you to check it out. Number eight is build a platform that invites conversation. If your platform, your online platform, reads like a billboard or a corporate collateral from the 1980s, then chances are that you are not going to inspire much if any conversation. So ensure that everything from your content to your blog share buttons, your commenting systems, your opt-in forms, your contact forms, your colors, the language that you're using are all inviting. Make me feel comfortable when I visit your website or your blog. You have about five to seven seconds for me to make that decision of if I'm going to stick around or if I'm going to take off and go visit one of your competitors or somebody else. So if you are not getting the engagement you need, then bring in a trusted third party to do an assessment for you. Have somebody take a look at your online properties. Uh, Do a focus group to see how your ideal target audience feels when they experience your website. Ask them where and how they would like to engage with you and on what social platforms. Unless you invite folks to engage with you, 
and your brand, chances are that they won't. There is definitely not a lack of other businesses that are already successful at doing this and will absolutely steal that customer mind share from you if you're not there to take it. Because there's already lots of businesses like yours high likelihood that are already inspiring and connecting with their audiences online. So even though you may be new to Facebook and Twitter and LinkedIn and these things, or you may be new and really leveraging them for business, chances are you have some very solid competitors that have been doing this for a number of years. So don't let that get you down. Just let it really inspire you to focus on the art of social as much or more than you do as the technical specifics. Number nine is it's not about you as much as you want to think that your Twitter profile, your tweet stream, your Facebook business page, and your blog are all about you. The truth is they aren't. Yes, you can absolutely use these platforms to establish authority, build community and trust. However, don't make them an online digital billboard all about Y-O-U. Your online personas should scream helpfulness, content that inspires, conversation that engages. Talk to your communities in voices they like to communicate, not in web or corporate speak. And if you don't know what they want, there's an easy way to find that out. Ask them. Did you know that 76% of marketers think they know what customers want from them. However, only 34% have ever asked them. Okay, don't be one of those marketers. If you don't know what your audience needs, you need to find out. Know your audience and know what they need from you. The better that you can understand your audiences, the better you will be able to help them. The more you help them, the more they will trust you via your actions. And I encourage you to check out the blog post I did on knowing your audience, as well as downloading a worksheet we have, which will help you prioritize the needs of your audience and the segments of your ideal customer. So it'll help you segment your market and put your framework together for your social media plan. It is based upon the Forrester Post methodology, and you can download that at socialzoomfactor.com slash audience. Number 10 is author content. Chances are you are in business because you know something. You hopefully know something that is going to help a business or a person. Otherwise, you probably won't be in business very long, right? So make certain that you establish your own content. You need to establish authority with content that comes from you. And I'm a huge believer in sharing and curating amazing content that I find across the web with my communities. I do that every single day. That is about 80% of my content is me engaging and sharing other people people's content. About 20% of it is sharing our own content. However, although I really believe in sharing other people's content, even though it's only 20% of my own content that I'm sharing, it is critical that you create your own content. And through your own content, it is where people get to know you. It's where you establish trust and thought leadership and expertise. It's where you are able to truly nurture those relationships. Businesses and individuals that are not creating their own content 
are truly missing out on incredible opportunities to connect with people in a way that brings them closer to you and your brand organically. And I also encourage you to check out our editorial calendar. If you are one who has a lot of ideas in your head, which is a lot of marketing and business leaders and business owners, but you just, you have difficulty getting those ideas to virtual paper, getting them online, develop an editorial calendar so that you can make yourself accountable. And I have a template that you can download. It is the entire year of 2014. It has every day and every week. It helps you establish themes and prioritize your audience. Audiences and your SEO keywords, all of that good stuff. Go to socialzoomfactor.com slash calendar and you can download that calendar. It's in a Microsoft Excel format and you can start using it today. Okay, bonus tip 11. I didn't tell you there was going to be 11, but there is. And this is just be honest. This is so important. And I added this one as a bonus, mostly because it really should be common sense. If you have an issue with a product, a service, software, Twitter feed, Facebook post, blog post, or other, just be honest and acknowledge that issue. Hiding from it is not going to do anything that will bring benefit to you or your business. Don't underestimate the power of your community and relationships, and they are so much more resilient when the relationship is built on trust and credibility. So if you mess up, admit you messed up. If you're struggling, admit you're struggling. If you need help, ask for help. Be honest. And the best way to establish authority to Zoom your social trust factor is just to be honest and be real and be human and speak truth, tweet truth, tweet value. Bottom line, if you lose my trust, you lose me. And there's no price tag that we can put on trust or reputation. It is simply invaluable. So take the time to not only be a person people want to trust, but ensure your online persona helps you establish such. I hope that these tips today have helped you, given you some new ideas and how you can establish trust in your business, how you can turn up that social trust factor for increased results and improved relationships and just to ignite your online brand persona and communities. And I really thank you for listening today. And I encourage you to let us know what you think of these podcasts. If you have any questions you would like me to answer on future podcasts, you can go to socialzoomfactor.com slash askpam. And there you can leave me a little voicemail and I will then play your voicemail on the show and answer your question. So we're starting to get some of those questions coming in. And so over the next few weeks, you will start to hear me answering some of those questions. So I would love for you to to be part of that. And I think it's going to be a great way for us to just really make sure we're providing content that is absolutely 100% relevant and helpful to help you Zoom your life and your business. I hope you have an amazing week. Get out there and go Zoom your life. That's a wrap. If you're ready to Zoom your business and Zoom your life, then don't let the end of this episode be the end of your journey. Visit socialzoomfactor.com slash Zoom for incredible free resources and guides. And be sure to join the Social Zoom Factor mailing list so you never miss an episode. We'll see you next time on Social Zoom Factor. Social Zoom Factor.